Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello. And Andrea Smith, who... Barely made it in. <laughs> Don't even start me. Weathering the summer of hell, as Governor Cuomo well, called it. Well, our producer Patrick almost didn't get in. Like anybody who's coming from New Jersey, it's hit or miss whether we they're going to get here. We were in the same tunnel. I could have just had him jump out of the bus and get in my car. <laughs> they should really just call. We work should just off. call it a summer. <laughs> you know, summer for a summer holiday for everybody. Everybody telecommute. Uh, it's just impossible. It's crazy. You know, I got like stabbed in Penn Station. What? what? Yep. We were going to um, the U2 concert, I guess it was two weeks ago, and I've it was so crowded. There's like a pit, you know, where everyone's moving towards New yes, Jersey Transit, yes. and it was literally... And they're waiting for their gate to be it posted. Was the, you couldn't move. Yeah. It was wall-to-wall people all trying, and our gate was announced we were going through, and I just felt something <gasps> sharp in my side. And I was like, that's really weird. That's I don't think I was actually stopped. I think it was probably either somebody's like... Somebody's bag. Bag, like a buckle or something, yeah. but it... Ble- like all of a sudden I had blood and Did you, I like, totally get yourself checked like <laughs> tetanus shot oh my I think if I had god. it I'd have it but I totally I was like, wearing a white shirt too and I was like, wow. looking down at the decor I'm like oh my god I totally I'm bleeding, bleeding. <laughs> and it hurt like it really I felt it happen oh my god so I was like yeah I can't I hate crowds as it is like and yeah. I just that was the one of the worst experiences I've ever had I, well this I was like why... I would rather let that train go like yeah. I will yeah. get the next I did one. that the other day I was waiting and waiting and usually like my train is is on one end and so I kind of made my way down there. And of course, they announced the train track all the way on the other end. So I had to, it was like a sea of humanity. Yeah, that's what it, it was, is. It is truly was, the summer of hell. And when you're short, it, oh, yeah. it, it's really horrifying. It was Are awful. we just like all miserable today? Like, yes. this feels like it's the, so hot the misery podcast. It's, so, it's so, just going to get hotter and hotter. I was waiting on the subway platform and I was like, why did I bother showering? There was a <laughs> waterfall going down my back. And, and then I got on the subway, which had like too much air conditioning. So I was immediately so clammy and oh, gross. I'm so and, over it. And my entire ankles are just one big mosquito bite. And I got a tax bill last night oh from the God. IRS that I don't owe. Like, <laughs> can we just have a do over for this entire this week, week? We please? got the same thing that we didn't pay our state taxes. We, I got one. No, they, they, they were telling me that, that I didn't claim that I didn't report income that A, I had reported and B, I had handed in the 1099 for. So like, it's not me. Like I can definitely dispute it, but like, what the hell? We got one saying you didn't pay your New Jersey state taxes. That sounds like fraud. I got, no, no, no. It was from, (laughs) it came in the mail from the IRS and I went on the bank, you know, the checking and like. Here's the check. No, you oh can just send them. I had yeah. that happen one year. We just yeah. sent them a copy of the cancel check. All right, so can I okay. tell you one more bad day story? <laughs> Before we tell people what we're going to talk about, I swear this is not the whole podcast. My poor husband goes to Connecticut today. We had some work done on, on his car last week in a, in a new place like I'd never been to, and we were leaving it you know, at night with the keys and a drop box, and I, I kind of got, you know, like a New York City girl. So I took out the Easy Pass, and I took out the dash cam and the electronics and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we got the car back. Everything's fine. He's been driving it around on the parkway and everything, going through Easy Pass. And then today he was on his way up to Connecticut. And one of the Easy Pass tolls was an actual gate as mm-hmm. opposed to just drive through. And the gate wouldn't open. And he realized he looked up at the windshield and there's and no, easy, no easy Pass. <laughs> and he called me like, someone broke into the car. Oh, my God. Right in our driveway. Like freaking out. And, and, I, and I thought the same thing. And then I went. God, I took out the easy pass, <gasps> and then I couldn't remember where I put everything. 
so I'm having a bad day too. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, speaking of bad days, um, our topic today, our topic today is um, an NPR article that came out this week called "Moms of Teens Can Benefit from Social Support Just Like New Moms," and it's by Julie Fraga. And I have to say, um, this article came through. I think I don't know a day or two ago. And we talk about, I, we've touched on before that why is it that moms sort of shut down and stop talking about teens? We certainly see it in the blogging world. We see that there are very few blogs. People stop well, blogging hmm. about their children because, because their the children, children don't, children don't want to be talked about. Right. And the side effect of that is that everyone feels very alone or because you're only looking at social media all you see is the good stuff everyone has because no one's going to share horrible things about their kids on social media so all you see is the kids who are like winning awards and getting the lead in the play and you know this and that and you don't see like you know no one posts like here's the door to my son's room which hasn't been open in three days and he called me a bitch and you know like yeah. no one's posting that um, or we don't know where our kid will go to college maybe nowhere because he flunked you know like people don't you do don't that. see that you don't see that but what this article talks about is that it is a crazy pivotal point not just for the kid but for the parent no for the mom like for the that mom the right thing. This like is the dad really, breezes through it right like the dad doesn't need the emotional support and apparently the emotional support doesn't affect how the dad gets through it right which I thought was really interesting. I, I mean, I think is that because the dad relies on the mom to deal with it. I don't. I don't know. Like my husband doesn't talk to his friends about this stuff. Like he he just doesn't seem to need yeah. the the sounding board, and he doesn't seem to need the emotional support. Right. Well, what they said too is that women moms get the brunt of it, right? Whether it's because maybe moms are physically around more, or moms are filling that emotional part for their kids, or moms are more inquisitive in their kids' lives. Um, but also that moms are really afraid of being rejected by their kids and dads don't seem to have that fear. Hmm. Like oh, it feels like women's identities are more wrapped up in their kids. Well, and I think that today too, a lot of moms, they want to be best friends with their kids. Yeah. You know, they want to make sure they want that approval. They want their kids to say, oh, my mom's so awesome. And like, you're not supposed to be best friends with your teenage daughter. Yeah. yeah. I think that too, and they talk about it's like the mom setting the limits, the mom and the kids are pushing back against the moms. You can't discipline your best friend. No, you can't discipline your best friend. But I also think, you know, we've talked about this before, is that women, moms, take responsibility for their kids' failures in a way that dads don't. Hmm. I think dads are like, that's buck up. Like, you'll do it again. You'll try it again. And moms somehow think they did something wrong that, like, hmm. caused, you know, when, when your kid's a little not potty training like you can read a thousand blogs on potty training you can get advice on that it doesn't feel like a personal failure right you know unless your kid's like eight <laughs> right and then you're like in which case something it is, is a personal wrong. failure um but when your kid's a teenager and acting out and maybe you're also just more nervous about their future at that point too like again you know your kid will be potty trained like you know I remember my, my girls were really late to talk and I remember my grandmother who was a kindergarten teacher forever said I never had a kid who couldn't talk mm -hmm. in my class and I was like oh okay you know they were 18 months old but when, you're, when you're comparing them to all of the other babies in your group right. just a few months difference seems so monumental when it just isn't yeah and it's interesting because I had this talk with my daughter recently um, my daughters were very late talkers, but very early readers. Hmm. And 
what's interesting about that is then I had the reverse thing, right? Where people would be like, did your daughter just read that? And I'd be like, uh-huh. Like it was weird and I was like, yep, like just move on. Um, and now that she's a teenager, there are other things that kids are doing at different ages, right? Which may or may not seem cool or, you know, there's the kids who have, are drinking. There are the kids hmm. who have had four boyfriends already by the time they're 15. And so my daughter's aware of those sort of quote unquote milestones, right? Where she's now like comparing herself to other people and what's happening um, and having to say to her, like, you're still you're still developing and growing like you're going to hit different milestones at different times and people have different reasons for wanting to do those things at mm -hmm. different times like you can't it's a really hard thing and I said I just gave that to her as an example I'm like when you were little like you talked really late totally freaked me out then you never shut up <laughs> once you started <laughs> talking I was like and you read really early and that would freak other people out I was like but you wouldn't go around now telling like you're not going to tell your 15 year old friends but you right. know I, I could read <laughs> you know like oh, so smart yeah. but you know it's I, I think to your point I think that you know every kid eventually hopefully you know learns to walk and talk and read and you know th those things that happen early on it's kind of a given that they're going to happen but the teenage years, some kids may get involved with, uh, you know, yeah. bad crowd or drugs and alcohol, and some may not. Or some may be really super smart. Some may be geeky. Some may be artistic. And so because there's such a wide range of things that happens in the teenage years, I feel like parents may be less likely to say, oh, well, is your kid doing this? Because mine is doing this. Whereas, you know, walking and talking, it's something that you, you know, we, there's right, been books about those milestones, right. right? The Girlfriend's Guide. So are you really going to say, oh, my, my kid's already hanging out with the football team. Right. <laughs> my kid can play quarters like nobody yeah. does. <laughs> and man, they had a great game of spin the bottle last right. night. I mean, you just don't say that, but it might really be beneficial if you could talk to someone else and find out, is your kid doing that too? Well, that right. was a great quote from the article. It said, I also found that many moms feel ashamed to talk about their imperfect adolescence yeah. because they assume that other parents have perfect kids, she says. And there are places where we talk about this stuff, right? We talk about it in private Facebook groups. Um, we talk about it in person. Like, I'm very lucky in that my daughter's best friend's parents are also two of my best friends. So we compare notes on, on the two of them all the time, which helps so much. Um, we talk about them in um, uh, Yahoo groups. Like, I, if you're in the New York City area, um, I was a member of a group in my neighborhood for, I guess, over a decade now. Um, that was, it still mostly focuses on little kid stuff. So I just switched over to Parents of New York Teens, which if you're in New York City, just Google in, in Yahoo Groups Parents of New York Teens, which is such a great resource for people who are going through the same things you are. There are these places. You know, you just, you have to find them because, like, I there was something I wanted to use for my bite, my bite of the week this week. And I'm not going to because it would have revealed something about one of my children that that <laughs> child would have been very mad mad at me for revealing. So, like, you're not going to find this the really good stuff in public places because we want to protect our children from embarrassment. But well, you can find them. That's the bottom line, right? When your kid is having trouble potty training, um, you don't feel like there's going to be a public repercussion on your kid. Although we've done a show before about how... Um, 
a, there was a preschool in New York City that saw a parent post about that and didn't take the kid. Like saw that the parent was, you know, or my kid has temper tantrums. Like it's all public now, and right, you might have. Right. Oh, I'm not not even my kindergarten. Kid I, know, I think school. I might rub off on them. When you're googling three year olds, that's <laughs> that's problem. just not good. It's a problem. But um, but this was also really talking about how isolated moms become during the teenage years, and I also wonder if that's because you're not getting together as families anymore, yeah. right? Like when your kids are little and you have play dates, it's with the moms. Well, the kids that my played my, the kids that my kids played with when they were little, they played with because I was friends with their mm-hmm. parents and then we just threw the kids together. So what are the odds outside of, you know, my daughter that that like I don't know the parents of any of my son's friends. I don't I don't know any of them. You know, it like that I don't even know their last names these kids. Right. So <laughs> so you know. do you lose that sense of everybody getting together as a family, which is is kind of sad. Right. So you really kind of do have to have a couple trusted friends right and I think that's the key is who you trust because it does become more difficult as your kids get older also well because you don't want right I was just gonna say you don't want um like Matt had a really good friend who we were very good with the parents and you know I realized quickly that whatever I, I was saying was getting back to Matthew you know like the parents were again trying to be really cool and friends with their kid and being like oh do you know this is going on and you know that's your your whether it's a daughter or son you know you don't want to think that your parents are talking about you or, so it has to be someone you really trust well i i used to make flippant comments you know especially if like one of my kids was doing something that drove me crazy i would just kind of vent on facebook and i thought that it was safe because i was doing it only to friends so that only friends could see it and then i discovered that one of my friends routinely let her son who was uh. in fiona's class look through her Facebook account. Why in the world? Like, it never occurred to me that this was when they were, like, 10. Right. It never occurred to me that she, I thought maybe a kid would steal the phone and look, but no, right. she just routinely let her son flip through it. So, like, that was the end of even talking to my friends on Facebook about yeah. that stuff. You can't really do it on Facebook, I think. It, it's just, we've had that conversation. I mean, it's too public. And even yeah. groups, like, I definitely don't trust the women who aren't my good friends to not tell their daughters or tell their whatever and and i've heard so many instances of that happening um well that's why i like the groups where i don't i really don't know the people i can bounce i can bounce things off of them and they have kids who are the same age but we don't live in the same city they don't know my kids their kids don't know my kids so andrew i have to ask you do Mm -hmm. you think this is worse in the suburbs oh where kids are just I just feel like it's so much more competitive in terms of what people are doing and who's doing what because it's such a smaller. You know, it, it's funny. We had this conversation the other night with friends who who live in the town that we used to live in, and we talked about how over the past ten to fifteen years, the high school has become so filled with the quote unquote entitled kids who are so pushed and competitive, and the parents are so competitive, um, and it really has increased tremendously and I think I think you're right I think that you know there is there was a a mom's group on Facebook that I belonged to in that town and honestly you know where you you would start being like oh where can I go for an after-school program now they're saying my son tested this on his IQ score and actually giving the score which is unbelievable (laughs) why doesn't this town have a gifted and talented program I mean come on all of these kids are clearly high you know and I'm thinking 
oh, this is crazy. So right. yes, yes, I do. I do think it's worse in the suburbs. I wonder if that part's worse, and I wonder if the social isolation's worse. Um, because I do think the thing about the city is, yes, like you you have your kids and they're in their schools, but kids are coming from all over and going to all different schools. So mm-hmm. it's not like I keep hearing the thing that's happening at the high school that this one won something and this one did something and my kid seems to not be even want to study for the SAT and these kids are all taking whatever. Like I feel like in the city it's just a little more diffused and you have more outlets as a mom too like you can walk out the door and certainly you can go to work but you can also do a bunch of things well there's also a broader demographic right you're pulling from right you have a little more perspective maybe on what people are doing and going through and where people are applying to college and where like it's just a broader your your city kids get to see that perspective you know they get to see kids who maybe don't have what they have or you know or have a lot more than they have and like, I was just have all those kinds say, of things. You know. there, I, there is no way that I will ever find this study because I think I read it in an actual newspaper about 15 years ago <laughs> but there was this great study that showed how if you live in a very diverse a socioeconomic di- socioeconomically diverse environment like in a city um, you are so much less likely to try to do better than your neighbor because there's so much diversity in everything that you just you can't there's always going to be somebody who's a billionaire down the block there's always going to be somebody homeless on the corner and like you it's it's in areas where everybody has basically the same thing that you're always trying to outdo your neighbor and everything right so the more diversity there is the less likely you are to see everybody as competition i think that's so true i mean the more real you can be Mm -hmm. and to know that what you're doing is okay right you know you're doing the best you can right as a parent i mean you know one of the things that they say in this article which i thought was really it was that our culture expects new moms to struggle but we forget that these stressors don't disappear as children grow older too often we see motherhood as a linear process when it's not and that is so true we already had right we had that study that showed that like moms of middle schoolers are the most depressed moms (laughs) that's like the worst age of all is the tween years and then I think the teen years, you're dealing with your child becoming more independent and needing you less, mm-hmm. but there's still sort of a reflection of you. And are they not confiding in you? Are they confiding in you? And also just dealing with them hating you. Right. And they go through their own stuff, right? Like they really are going through the tween years, like when puberty hits is like a hormonal like insanity. But then the teen years is something else because they are sort of marching towards adulthood. You are much more aware of the clock ticking of Mm -hmm, them leaving mm -hmm. for college. Like it's a very different thing. Like I think now how little my daughters were when I first sent them to camp, Mm -hmm. you know, and how I thought they were so big. (laughs) Like I see now I'm like, oh my God, they were so little. We dropped our, our kid, we dropped Fiona off at camp a couple of weeks ago and I saw this little girl and I, I, Turned back. I was like, "How old do you think she is?" And he looks at me and he goes, "She's older than Fiona was when she started going right. here." Like yeah. I, I really did forget just how tiny my kids were. Well, Fiona, because they yeah. both started at the same time. My daughter was how, not. They were nine. My, Fiona had just turned seven. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy. like I, the thought of that just boggles my mind, and it seems so long ago, and yet like yesterday. I know. I know. It's crazy. Well, there is a cool blog. I actually want to check out this blog called Raising Teens. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just looking at that. Yeah, that looks really it was founded by two moms, Cindy Goodman and Raquel Alderman, um, in Florida. And they said it's it's sort of like it has a community, it has a stuff. One of the things I like was they suggested finding activities you can do together. 
now that they're older because you do mm-hmm. you remember that age when i was like they can't go to the playground anymore that's weird like what do i do with my mm-hmm. kids <laughs> like you know you don't want to be the weirdo old kid at the playground that's just no. weird um, so one of the things she suggested was community volunteering, a local exercise class, which I think is great, um, and then just connect with other moms online, like the, something you do without your kid. Um, but I do think like exercise is a good thing to do together. Cooking is a good thing to do together. Um, you know, good old shopping. If you're if you can tolerate that with your children, I can't. I'm like, here I you go, bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um, we do a lot of BuzzFeed reading together of like trading articles that we think well, are hilarious. Well, you're sharing something. Yes, that's what we do a lot of that. It's actually the hardest thing with them being at camp because I can email them, but they can't mm-hmm. email back. But mm. I can't email them pictures. Ah. And like everything I want to send them has so many pictures in it or it even has just pictures of tweets or like Instagram. So you need like, to make like an Instapaper file of everything you want I to share know. with them. Well, we're visiting day this weekend. Yeah. So I have like everything bookmarked. Yeah, give them like a binder. To oh, yeah. read after <laughs> all the BuzzFeed you missed <laughs> and all the Eric Thomas you missed. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's funny. But I do think finding those networks is important and people, moms should not. You, you can't be isolated as these are these years are too important yeah this is coming from a loner who hates talking to people like you have to find somebody you yeah. have to you well, need you need somebody to share with yeah and I also think you just have to not think that your kid is the only kid who's not perfect yeah. totally because that's 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 really the crux of it. And let me tell you something. If you are talking to people and they're like, all oh, they talk about is how wonderful their kid is and that nothing's ever wrong, that is the wrong yeah. person. Yeah. And Find they're, and they're lying. They're lying. Mm-hmm. So, like, move on. That's what yeah. I would say. All right. Well, on that note, we will be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy. Okay. So recently it came out that um, Steve Whitmire, the guy who's been voicing Kermit the Frog ever since Jim Henson died 27 years ago, has been fired by Disney. And it's all very sad, and they're, you know, competing theories as to why he was fired, and he's devastated. That's not my bite. I was Googling around for stuff about that because I was very curious um, and accidentally happened upon an article about Muppets that's not new. It's from 2012, but I remember it going around in 2012 and how much I loved it, so I wanted to share it with you. It's by Dahlia Litwick, who is a Slate writer. She usually writes about courts. Um, she appears on Rachel Maddow all the time. She's great. And she writes about the the Muppet chaos theory, about the theory that everyone in the world can be divided into either a chaos Muppet or an order Muppet. <laughs> and I mean, you know, the order Muppets are like Sam the Eagle and Kermit. And the, They're the, the anal retentive. <laughs> the, the chaos Muppets are like Cookie Monster and Animal. Gonzo. And, yeah, exactly. And so it's really easy within the Muppets to figure out which one you are. But I think one of the reasons that this article transfixed me so much when I first read it, and again today, is is that I can't figure out which one I am. Because <laughs> you're like Cookie. Well, <laughs> because like order Muppets, you know, she, she says, OK, look in your in your spice cabinet. 
Are the spices alphabetized? Yes, mine are. Oh, and yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be able to too. sleep if they weren't. But there might be chaos surrounding that. You know, like my CDs will be alphabetized, but, you know, they might be on a shelf that's on fire. Like, I, I don't seem to fit in any categories. So another mm. way that she says to look is, is look at your partner, because generally you marry the opposite. In fact, she says, don't try to marry the same kind because that's how Elmo's are made. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and my husband, like, he, like, I think in world thinking, he's an order muppet um but no i'm sorry in world thinking i'm the order muppet and he's the chaos muppet but in like daily life i'm the chaos muppet and he's the order muppet so i don't know which oh, one i am so if anybody has any insight after reading this as to what mm. i am they said it's better to have somebody else tell you which one you are because i honestly don't know i feel like you're an order muppet i feel like i am at my heart but like i'm surrounded by chaos right. i don't know i feel like i want to be an order muppet but i just can't quite get organized enough but I don't know I love this article I mean, it's so good I think Miss Piggy who's obviously the chaos Muppet but you know Miss Piggy lines up her shoes by color right, right. <laughs> so like maybe I'm a Miss Piggy type order Muppet right I, I, I get a chaos Muppet with order in it, her it in certain the, areas like there, there, there has to be a category of a wannabe like you strive for this yeah, but I'm maybe you just can't achieve it yeah That's you're a wannabe and it's great the article's great she applies it to the Supreme Court of course, of course. Um, and and you know, this says that that's why the Supreme Court couldn't get anything done because it was being completely controlled by order muppets. And when you have too many order muppets, nobody gets any cookies. Hmm. So right, except mm-hmm. now we have a total chaos, chaos. administration <sighs> yeah. disaster. Yes, but that matches with well, the order <laughs> muppet Supreme Court. Yes. So who knows? And then so we've got an go. order Senate and a chaos House. <laughs> it's it's all matching up. It'll all work in the end. Uh, I think we could all use a little more Kermit. <laughs> with 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 a good more voice. cowbell with, yeah with the original voice with yeah. Jim Henson's voice all right more cowbell <laughs> always right. more cowbell Andrea go ahead so um, I don't know for some reason this summer I'm just inundated inundated with articles that are due and I don't know if it's because I'm trying to take time off and and plan or they're just all coming in at once and. You know, when I'm overwhelmed with email, which is pretty much every day, <laughs> um, what I do, because I speak faster than I can get words out, is I sit on the couch with my iPad, and I use Siri on my iPad to just really quickly blow through, yes, no, not in town, thank you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I came across an article in The Verge last week, last month, June. Microsoft has an add-on that you can download and use on Outlook and PowerPoint and Word, and it's called Dictate. And it adds a little Dictate tab to those Office programs. And Hmm. now I can open a Microsoft Word document, and instead of typing, and I also find when I write, I I write more formally than when I just speak conversationally. Me too. And then I'll go back and try to make it more conversational. And now I just hit start. Once you download it and set it up, there's a little microphone. You hit start. And I mean, it's using Cortana's natural language ability uh, and speech recognition. And you can tell it that you want to punctuate it yourself. In the beginning, it just kept putting every time I paused to put a a period. You can tell it you want to punctuate. So you're talking and then you have to say period or comma or mm. new line. You can say new line. Like when you're speaking a text yeah. into your and it's And um, it's pretty amazing. And it's kind of helped me speed up the writing process. That's, That's interesting. Cool. Because, I always yeah. use drag and dictate. But to how, yes, does that, yes. how does but that work? Yes, yes, but Dragon Dictate right into Word. It works right it's into Word. Okay. fabulous. And uh, this is free? This is free. Okay, free yes. is better. I should have, I should have qualified that. Dragon Dictate yeah. and Dragon Anywhere, which is an app on your phone or tablet, are 
fantastic programs because they're trained to your voice mm-hmm. right. and they get to know you and well they're the technology behind Siri right Hmm. Right. The company's nuance. It's they're incredible. Yeah. But if you can't afford that, yeah, yeah. you can just do this free add on. And uh, it's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I love dictating. I always had a writing partner. And so I was always used to speaking out loud. And I think it's just so much better. Like when you can say everything out loud, it just flows better. You have ideas convey, and you can look at it right. after. And see. I might not sound so uptight if I start, you know, talking instead of writing. <laughs> I do. I do write very uptightly. I'm going to try that. Email's tough. I mean, I feel like writing, you get a little more formal. Like, I'm always struggling over that opening sentence, you know, whereas if I dictate, it's just... It's right. like I'm ready yeah, like for radio would, all over again. You would never again. walk up to somebody on the street and stand there for five minutes trying to think of how to start. Like, you, you just talk. <laughs> how are you doing? Hope things <laughs> are well. Period. Uh, yeah. How's your summer how so far? How are you doing? Far? Question mark. All right. Hope you're staying yeah. cool. All right. So summer. we'll link to that. <laughs> It would be good if it knew your opening and you just... Wouldn't that be great? If you just, like, same opening, Right. Okay, opening. I'm writing about travel gadget, gadgets. Write right. me an opening. Yeah, <laughs> just do that. Um, that's not far off. Oh, yeah. man. And then they will fire all the writers. Well, because Gmail already, it's it's giving yes. me, like, little replies. auto-replies at the bottom where I can just click on something based on what the email says. That can't happen for me soon enough. Yeah. Oh, it's there. I mean, Gmail. Yeah. It's usually at the bottom. Only on mobile. I haven't seen it on desktop. Not on that's desktop. true. Not on desktop. No. That's yeah. why I use my iPad. All right. Well, there you go. Something for moms to be less stressed about. (laughs) Just dictate. Um, So my bite, well, I have two bites. My first bite is something that Amy then posted this morning, too, which even my husband, who is not easily phased by the videos I think are hilarious and show him, is a video of a tiny kitten. So right away, you know, it's perfect. It's already good. Watching a horror movie and obviously watching Psycho. Psycho, Because you hear her say Mrs. Bates. Yep. Which made me think it was fake. Because then I was like, eh, that seems like a perfect audio overlay, but okay. But the cat is supposedly, and I don't even care if it's real, watching Psycho. And it's the music's going, and then the door's creaking. And this poor cat, all you see is the cat's point oh. of view. And he's just terrified, terrified, looking back and forth, looking back and forth. Don't, and don't give it away. Just let them, let them watch but it. their eyes get wider and wider. I mean, it's hilarious. It's, it's the best oh, video ever. It's the best video ever. I mean, this he is so enraptured with my, this film and terrified. My husband does love it, but he he is convinced that it's fake. I'm that it was totally somebody in front of the cat with a toy making it yeah, move and then the they way he played wanted it to with move. The then, yeah. yeah, but I don't care. Like I don't care if it's fake. It's so I don't care. perfectly done that I've watched it like ten times. Right? They should actually say it's fake because I would st- exactly the You'd point. Still like, watch that. Yeah, was, it would that not right. lessen the what impact. What a brilliant right. idea! Yeah. My second bite is literally a bite, which is the Starbucks skill. On your Alexa, which my (laughs) husband used this morning, you enable Starbucks on your Alexa, and it taps right into your connects. You connect it with your Starbucks app, which connects to your Starbucks card. And in the morning, you say, Alexa, tell Starbucks to order my usual. And she says, oh, your usual is an iced venti with it. Is that correct? Yes. It will be ready for pickup at at the store on 88th and Broadway. (laughs) That's exactly what happened this morning. Hmm. I'm like, "I, I... it was already so easy to order ahead on your stupid app, <laughs> which was dangerous because it's way too expensive to do that every day. And then, yeah, it was just like, yeah. Alexa. Or, and she was like, yep, 
no problem. So everybody, and there were a lot of you who got um, both Echoes and Dots on Prime Day last week. Oh my week. God, so many Here were you sold. go. Here you Make go. Make this happen. Do you know what I think? Never we should do a whole segment on all the Alexa sure. skills oh, yes, we should. that we love. And all okay. of the stuff yeah. that, that my son has discovered that he can do to torture me yeah. with it because he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, he says I've he actually it, found a it. bunch of them and... Oh, I have a million. That would be yeah. a good. Uh, yeah. Oh, let's do okay. it. Set up everything. Yes, for everyone who's just using Alexa for weather, we will have. But an we'll have to tell everybody to mute their Alexa <laughs> because. Yes. Well, if every you're playing time, it through their Alexa, then it's already on. Then it's on. But I, if I'm watching a video on the computer and they say Alexa, oh, she's like. I'm sorry, I did not understand that. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. the update that's coming is for your Fire TV is now going to be yeah. controlled by your Alexa. Yeah. So that updates, that's just going to be a firmware update. Is it going to work on Fire Stick? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> coming, yep. It's yep. coming any day, awesome. actually. Um, so maybe we'll do that. We'll do a segment on we'll why segment. everything's awesome about Alexa and Love why it. the robot overlords are coming. But if they're going to bring you coffee, who cares? No, they're going to control the coffee. <laughs> Let's be very clear that this is how you enslave humanity is by you controlling their control access the caffeine. to coffee. Right. <laughs> you control the caffeine. So if you're bad, Alexa will cut you off yeah, from your coffee. That is wow. the most sinister way you could enslave humanity. Hmm. I did this morning every 20 minutes. Alexa, what's my commute? Uh, <laughs> what's my commute? Uh, you know, Alexa finally every time is it be like, it ain't longer. getting better. <laughs> it gets longer and longer and longer. And I finally wanted to say, you know, just tell me to stay home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Alexa, what better option? Um, all right. Well, that said, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Parenting Bites and ParentingBites.com, where we'll have the links to everything we talked about today. You can ask Alexa to play podcasts, right? Yes. Yeah. Although... I don't know how Alexa plays us. I don't know. I know I'm going to try it. Oh, that's only for on TuneIn. She syncs with TuneIn. All right. I'm going to try it. We'll Patrick, see if she'll are we do on TuneIn? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Our producer doesn't even know. You might have to find it. You can play it. I play it from my phone onto the Alexa. Right. Ah, Just, okay. I Bluetooth, Bluetooth. it. Yeah, but Bluetooth. It's not, that's not that exciting. Well, find us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on iTunes, of course. Mm-hmm. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Sharing is the best part. And until next week, go. Next week, we have a great episode with Microsoft Mm -hmm. for back to school about technology and education. So be sure to check it out. Bye.